0: yo hello we back y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we are back with another episode of uh, rmb and today we got another guest oh yeah so we've decided that with the whole like guest for season two we're gonna do it pretty much whatever we want to do so if me and bernie are busy that week and we need to shoot just us we're gonna do that and if we have somebody who wants to come on we're gonna do that so just
1: give you guys a little bit of variety anyways yeah cause...
0: expect the unexpected yeah. <laughs> so our guest this week is my boy mike hey mike what's going on <laughs> so mike tell us a little bit about yourself um well my name is
2: mike but uh i'm an artist i go by trypnosis the god hey. um i'm all around creative uh i like to say healer <laughs> brujito <laughs> wizard witch <laughs> you know um yeah i'm just uh I'm just creative energy and emotion is what I like to say.
0: Yeah, Mike's definitely into like the like energies and like spiritual and stuff like that, which I fucking need in my life. So Mike brought some tools to give us all a little bit of grounding before we get started. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna ground the peoples real quick
2: with a little sound healing. We're gonna it'd be cool to grab you guys on this journey.
0: Okay, we're so, here.
2: So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna concentrate on the root chakra because that is uh, stability, security, and all that good stuff. Um, I have a singing bowl, so we're going to take like three good breaths, kind of like a little like minute like meditation center just Mm -hmm. to kind of like clear the energy and like ground ourselves in the conversation.
1: that's So peaceful, <laughs>
0: there we go. You know, hopefully, no one fell asleep. <laughs> it's so funny. It reminds me of like, um, and get out when he's dead, he's like, yes. that lady's like, Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: with the teacup yeah. Ooh, right here.
0: <laughs> I'm not
2: bringing you to the sunken place, but I'm grounding you to the ground. Beneath yeah. you. It's that's dope.
0: So this week uh, we decided to talk about conscious relationships. It's actually a topic that Mike decided that he wanted to, to bring to the podcast. Uh, what What is our definition of that? What do we think that means? Well, first off, the definition of being conscious is
2: being um, aware. But to me, it's kind of like hyper aware mm-hmm. of um, what's going on around you and what's surrounding you. Um, But in terms of like a conscious relationship, though, the definition of a consciousness is kind of like what's surrounding you. To me, it's also kind of like being conscious of what's residing within you, because ultimately that it's like what's within is without. So it's like what's residing within you kind of manifests with what's going on outside Mm -hmm. of you. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's kind of been like just a a thing that I've been, I guess, learning. So I speak on this topic uh, as a student, not as a... Expert at all, you know, because it's just stuff that I'm learning, and I like to share what I'm learning because we can have a conversation about it, like we will now, and kind of just like all learn and together. Grow from it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah.
1: Lord knows we need it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, in terms of content, uh, a conscious relationship, I think um, I started to realize just through my own like situ recent situations in life mm-hmm. how um, unconscious. Uh, A lot of us are you know not just with like outwardly relationships but with relationships within ourselves I mean let's be real a lot of us don't even know why we like act a certain way or Mm -hmm. why certain things trigger us
0: or I think that like people do know they just don't want to face it so then whenever you don't face whatever it is that you had to go through or whatever then all of a sudden it shows up in a different way you know like just because you sweep something under the carpet doesn't mean that it's gone it's, exactly. That shit's still there, you know?
2: Exactly. Especially when it lies, like, within you. Because you see, like, uh, m- most of the times, we don't even... We aren't even aware of, like, traumas, wounds, and triggers until someone else... Triggers it. Triggers it. Yeah. And when they do, you know, the finger is pointed at them. But it's like, it's 2020 right now. Like, the finger should always be pointed, like, within ourselves, You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it's just like, if someone triggered you... Like they didn't create, they didn't, they didn't create the wound. It's just like that's something that's already that's there. True. You know what I'm saying? And being having a conscious relationship with yourself is about instead of saying, "A like why, like why did you do this to me? Like why did you make me feel this way?" It's just like asking the questions. Just like why did that trigger me? Mm-hmm. Like why does that actually hurt me? And like what could I do to heal that? Because clearly it's affecting me and the way others engage with me because they'll do certain things say certain things and it's triggered now it creates this friction and you're you're just like ah that's
1: true because no one makes you mad or makes you annoyed you are annoyed you know it's all up to why did that annoy you um we were kind of like touching on stuff like that in our last few episodes just trying to um think about that the way that we are as adults like with our personalities and how we are and look back on our childhood Mm. and think about things that might have happened or the way that we were raised to make us uh, be the way that we are, you know? Cause like with Robert, he, we've said this like the last three episodes or something, but Robert's like, um, not that he's an unemotional person, but he doesn't know how to process his emotions. Mm. So whenever an emotional situation happens, he kind of just like shuts down. And we've been trying to figure
0: out. Well, I mean, I've, I've like started, I get, I know why, you know, my thing is that like, I think that a lot of people don't take enough time to sit back and do the introspection and be like, okay, well this happened and then that happened Mm -hmm. and then like you know it's so much easier, like you said, just to point the finger and be like, oh well, I don't, I don't. It's so much easier to be like, I don't want to deal with this shit, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's just the easy way out that a lot of people take, and I'm learning not to do that because, like I said, I do want to grow. I do not want to be the same person that I am now. I mean, there's nothing wrong with who I am now, but like everybody should have a need or want to grow Mm -hmm. because if you don't, then what do you think you are? Perfect? You know? like yeah. exactly. Ah, Nobody's yeah. perfect. And
2: even then, there, there's still people who will... Um, <clears throat> and this is where kind of like the lack of like a, a deep uh, awareness of those things because there's people who can look back and say, I'm this way because of this. Mm-hmm. But they just use it as an excuse to continue being mm-hmm. that way. That's true. You know, yeah. rather than saying like, I am this way because of this. But like, how could like Was i changed the, yeah yeah yeah. because if you behavior. think about it as adults now and it's crazy and i think it's a beautiful thing that um we have these conversations because now there's like younger generations who are engaging in these conversations so i mean we're all in our like late 20s and like we're now realizing like late yo 20s. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i am she's not oh. no, I'm, no i'm 25 oh I'm, 20. I'm turning i'm turning 27
1: next month yeah i'm turning
2: 26 in february
1: Are you sure you're not 28, Robert? After
0: after 25, I'm like, I'm 39.
2: (laughs) So you see, um, you know, when, when you look back at, like, it's now at our age where we're realizing, like, wow, like, my childhood, like, fucked me up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like now where I'm looking back, like I'm this way in a relationship because, you know, the way I grew up and, you know, yeah. in my teens, I saw my parents like a, being
1: like this. So then I didn't mean I, to yeah, be like this, but damn, that's the same thing that they're do- that, like, e- doing that. Exactly.
2: Wrong. And having a conscious relationship with yourself is about like going back to your core self, who you are at your center, who you are before society, your parents and stuff started to influence you and started to layer you, label you with all these things that you now Innately just feel like you are because you grew up that way Like I tell people all the time like the question we should be asking like like who am I like like who are you really Mm -hmm. not just? Like on a deeper level because if you like actually like think about it People do things even to this day without even knowing why so it's almost just like Pre-paved choices. We're just like things like oh like we got a choice or I'm doing this by choice But actually it's like it's programming Mm-hmm. like an example is a uh, for instance my cousin when my cousins were young my aunt um did not allow them to drink anything until after they ate right and like uh, water anything anything, like anything they had to that finish their food and then they can have a drink
1: oh you never heard of that before no
2: so uh, she was yeah. like really on that so now that I've like I've become aware of a lot of things it was like maybe a few months ago he was out here and he had food and he just, they offered him she's like oh no I have it on I'll have my drink after, and I was like, "I was like, hey, do you? Question: Do you think that's a choice? Like, do you think like you choose to just like have it?" She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "But it's." it's it may seem that way. It yeah. may seem like yeah. you're choosing to enjoy your drink after your food, but it's been so programmed into your so mind, you reined, yeah. yeah, that mm-hmm. you're just like, you feel like, oh, I'm just doing it because I want to, and it's just like, but
0: you're not. You've
1: been yeah. conditioned to believe that.
0: At the same time, I don't think that like that condition is always a bad thing because those conditions is what like stops people from doing things morally wrong, you Mm -hmm. know, like your parents have taught you that like you need to respect your elders, you need to respect this group of people, you need to treat people as their people, you know, and I feel like if they don't do that, then at the same time, the same thing can be for the opposite, you Mm -hmm. know, Timmy, the white guy whose parents, you know, never taught him that he needed to respect people, or just out here, you know, because like it's, it's it's a lot it's a lot easier to disrespect somebody than to respect, you know, mm-hmm. like it's easier to pop off and be like fuck you, da da than it is to be like, all right, well, I don't need to engage in this, you know. So I think it works both ways. Yeah, you know, it's a law of polarity, you know? yeah, or like duality, mm-hmm. like same thing.
2: But um, be, because yeah, but it's those things that's just like yeah, there, there there are things that that we were taught and programmed and conditioned that serve us you know to our highest like extent you know like uh, for the greater good but then there's stuff that we we don't we just don't even question it just cause Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying it's like when uh, how many of y'all have been told like as a kid like oh don't um like by a permanent like like, don't question me oh Uh, yeah it's just like because I said so it's just like uh, excuse me no questions uh, asked like I'm like my kids about to be questioning me a whole lot for sure be like all right hold on let's just Let's just separate the questions. Yeah. Like, ask me a question
0: today, You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Because
2: if I'm going to have a mini-me, I can only imagine I'm going to be answering questions yeah. I think
0: all day. I think that's super important. Like, you, like, we all know how our parents raised us and how we grew up. And there's things that we like and there's things that we don't like. And I think that the thing that you're supposed to do is take the things that you like and then drop the things that you don't. Mm-hmm. So that, therefore, each generation is growing to be better, you know? Because, like, if you do exactly what your parents did that you didn't like then it's the same thing. You know, it's literally the same. Just history repeating itself.
1: Creating the same person again with your kids.
0: So you should take the positives and then grow with that. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you know, that'll cause your family to keep growing. And I think that people don't think about that enough. But I know why. So I was talking about this not too long ago. And it's very hard for people to step out of themselves because when you think about it, you are the star in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you are the most important person in your life because you're... It's your life, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is going to be an extreme example, but like serial killers, they kill people around them. And people are like, oh my God, how could they do that? How could they not feel a connection? It's because they are the main role in their life. So everything around everybody else around them is a supporting cast. So mm-hmm. if you think about it like that, it becomes a lot easier to t- kill someone because they're not... They're not a part of you. They're not yeah. a part of your story. Mm-hmm. They're just somebody who fulfilled a moment and gave gave you Pleasure. a means. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like, while people are like, oh my God, it's so crazy. I'm like, if I really think about it, it's not, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's an extreme form of narcissism. And I think everybody's a little bit narcissistic, but they're just extreme, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, but I, it's very hard to be like, okay, let me step out of my this is the robber show mm-hmm. and see what Michael thinks, what this Brittany thinks, Robert you know? show. And people don't do that. Rob's a exactly. builder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's an interesting thing because that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, even with extremes like that where we're just like, yo, like this dude is horrible. He's mm-hmm. like such a bad guy. But then, if you step out of your own, you know, show and you like, just jump in, if you could jump into the mind of that person, you mm-hmm. realize in his mind or in their mind, they probably aren't doing anything wrong you know and, and, and from back to like the programming how they're raised the way they engage react and all that stuff it's like and there there's probably just, it's probably like just so normal you know what I'm saying so in a poem I, I even talk about like like what is bad anyways when it's all just a projection like I'm just projecting onto you like oh like standing like that is like bad like you can't do that Mm -hmm. or like looking at someone like that but it's just like someone has
1: decided or like a group of people have decided like these are bad like bad words these are bad words these are bad actions (laughs) and if you do them you're a bad person but if we like took all the laws away like, nothing would be... Scary bad, scary, though. Right? But that's, that's, like, the that's purge.
0: Where, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's where... That line is just very, very, like... You,
1: have, like, to have, you have to have, like, boundaries. Morals. And yeah, because I'm, like... Yeah.
0: Like I said, I can see where a serial killer is coming from.
1: Everyone would end up dead if we didn't... Yeah, exactly. In and
0: today's like, age, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, yeah. people... It's just... <laughs> whenever you don't have something to morally ground you, like, that's why... That's my issue with, like, religion. You know, like... I don't like that there's something telling people to be good good people, you know? Like, why aren't you doing it because you want to do it? Mm-hmm.
1: Or defining what that means to be a good person when, I, like, on the inside, you hate everything that you're doing.
0: Yeah. You know? Like, you're doing it just for a, the result of I'm going to get into heaven or I'm going to... Yeah, out this. of fear. Yeah, exactly. Not genuine. Exactly. Like genuine. Exactly. Kindness. Why isn't it in your heart to be like, I want to be a nice person. I want to be a good person, you know? And I think that there's a lot of people that aren't like that, which is why I kind of have a pessimistic view on people in general because I'm like... Like you said, there's so many things that are ingrained in people that they're doing it without even noticing it. So I know that. I That's how I, I know that from Jump, which is why it takes me a long time to, like, interact and, like, trust with people. Like, trust people. You work with me. So you know that, like, if I'm not talking to you and we're not interacting I haven't gotten, like, a, a reason or a vibe to talk mm-hmm. to you, I'm not doing it. Like, there's plenty of people who are like, oh, he's so quiet. There's no part of me that's quiet. It's just that if I don't feel... <laughs> connection or i you haven't given me a reason to like engage. Feel, your, feel your presence i'm not even like yeah. thinking about it. it doesn't even cross my mind because yeah, a
1: lot
2: sure. of people just like to engage in empty conversation oh yes. you know it's just like what are we and, and that's one thing i say, is like what, what, what are we talking about yeah, yeah. like actually mm-hmm. like you, you, we're just gonna, gonna ask a few stupid questions it's like one-sided like just it's like, for what's, the
1: sake of making conversation and, mm-hmm.
2: and 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 this goes with the fact that uh and this all ties back into having a, converse, a conscious relationship with yourself like people don't want to sit with themselves they can't even bear like to just be in silence for a moment mm-hmm. they just with feel like, like they no always phones, have phones
1: no tv they just feel like they have to thing. fill with
2: noise or, or, or you know it's i've been in the car with countless amount of people and i i like to enjoy My moments of stillness, my moments of just like sitting with myself to, and reflect and see where my mind goes, and and that's kind of like goes into like meditation. You want to know like where your mind goes because when you're able to see like what are the thoughts you're thinking about, we we think so many thoughts in a day, Mm -hmm. and like ninety percent of the thoughts we think are reoccurring every single day, and if you just think about have a moment to sit and be like, what am I like what's randomly popping up in my head? Then you'll be able to look at like these are why certain things are playing on like the root
1: cause of things.
2: Exactly. It's just like, wow. I'm constantly like thinking about this thing, without even knowing, and like this is why these kind of scenarios like pop up. We see a lot of people just want to fill fill the silence with noise and just like talk about like nothing. It's just like well, just we're always like trying to escape Mm ourselves, and and I think it's like a crazy thing to like look at. Like we're always like reaching for something outside. We want other things to make us feel something. We want like other people to validate us we want like other belief systems to give us like hope or faith you know we're always reaching outside of ourselves for like pretty much like everything that oh, lies shroom. within us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's funny because like I, maybe like a week ago it's was like tripping on some shrooms <laughs> <laughs> <Sure> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> and i like had this realization where i'm just like dude like literally they like as a society like they sell us things that already like or side within us. You know, they sell us connection. You know, they sell us like belief. They sell us all this stuff. So, where we're, we're to kind of like validate, like, oh yeah, like we have to seek these things outside of ourselves. You know, if you think about like even just like internet, they sell us internet because we believe it's the only way that we can communicate and, and connect with others when it's just like, actually, like, no, because the mind is like powerful as hell. And like that same way, like, uh, you could connect with people like through, you know, a network, like, our brain is like a network and a lot of this is going to go over a lot of people's heads and it may sound crazy but like as spiritual beings like we have that power to telepathically kind of like communicate and engage in, and that's kind of like where like the law of attraction kind of comes in you know it's just like that um that strong will that 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 connection to yourself to actually in your in your mind and your body and your spirit kind of like put out you know that 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 frequency like on this like network of like what is it you want and it just kind of like someone picking it up somewhere and it's just like all right cool you get this opportunity and you're just like yo what the hell like i was just like like thinking about it like i actually wanted it. and it's just so like,
1: is that like manifestation
2: yeah you know like completely and and it's just like interesting to have that realization where like yo like literally they sell us on things that are really like they really want us to not hone into our true power and Mm -hmm. to be as conscious the conscious being that we innately are where they're just like all right just let's paint this give them this whole like inventory of like all these things they can choose and pick from but like
0: distractions
2: yeah but all that is already
1: the broom challenge
0: literally
2: (laughs) but like all that already is like within with within ourselves you know that power that like
1: it's like intuition like you know that feeling of intuition a lot of people try to ignore that nowadays like that gut feeling Mm -hmm. like if if you have a gut feeling always follow that but it's like the way society like uh teaches us is that you cannot like have to ignore that and think more logically when it's like as you're saying like that frequency or whatever that can be like the feeling of intuition that you have that like this situation is not right, you mm-hmm. know, or maybe I should do this, you know, that gut feeling that like animalistic part of us that everyone tries to ignore. And then we live in this materialistic society where like we're robots and we follow like what we're supposed to do. yeah, And then we but go to work,
2: programming we those clock encoder. out,
1: we go to sleep, we wake up, we like go grocery shopping, like we don't, we're in this like not a simulation but you know how people will say that like yeah. what if this is all simulations yeah. because we're just doing all of these the things because thing, yeah. someone tells you to we're not like that's actually being humans mm-hmm. yeah
0: i'm still stuck on the whole like when you're like alone and by yourself like what are the thoughts that go through your head i'm trying to like think Oof, like what i got
1: I, hella
0: well, we, well, we should say them because i'm like i'm trying to think and i don't know i really don't know because that's like, why the,
1: i can't sleep at night
0: so what goes through your head that makes you not sleep
1: everything like you know it's when you were saying that people try to like not be with themselves and they always try to have like background noise playing or like having a conversation with someone i feel like those are the people who um like will go to sleep with the tv on Mm. like i can't do that Mm. i can't do that because i'll sit there and listen to it the entire time you know (laughs) but there's a lot of people who need that sound they need that white noise whatever to go to sleep but like a lot of the, like, issues that I have with sleep are surrounding the fact that I cannot stop thinking. So I'll just, like, think about everything that I did for the day and then everything I have to do for tomorrow. And then, honestly, sometimes I get woken up because the song starts playing in my head. Like, you know when songs get stuck in your mm-hmm. head? I'll wake up because I'm like, damn, that song's playing in my head.
0: Oh, I've never done that.
1: Yeah, all the time. So... i never done that. Yeah, I can't, I can't turn off, and it's honestly a
0: problem. <laughs> the only time that, like, I can't sleep is, like... Work. So yeah. So then like after working like a long shift, you like interact with like so many people and like you're you're you've given out so much energy that like when I, whenever I like get home and like get in the shower or whatever and I try to like sit down, it's like I've been moving all day. So then like it's, adrenaline. it's just hard yeah. to like, yeah, yeah to turn to, to like just sit down and be like, Okay, well now just it's time setup. for bed.
1: Now you shut know? off. Yeah. Immediately.
2: <laughs> but you see, and to me that's the importance of meditation, to be honest, and that's Hell one yeah. thing I've to I've been learning. No, <laughs> no, yeah, because to. I need to I don't know how to because. Either. We'll, we'll talk on that in a second. <laughs> <But, laughs> <Hold on. laughs> you no, know, but, but that's important because it's normal. You know, after a long day, it's like they say pillow talk. You know, you're just thinking about all, like, the things you did. Like, oh, wait, shit, like, dang, I acted like that. Should I have not acted like that? Or, dang, I responded yeah, this way. When you start thinking or, man, about I conversation. saw that one thing, and I kind of ignored it. But what if I would have, like, what if I would have... did this? But meditation is where you, you, you practice, like, silencing your mind. You know, taking control because you see too much too often we become a slave to our mind Mm -hmm. rather than a master you know and a master of your mind is kind of like you letting like your inner chatter know like all right we gonna shut the fuck up right now you know what i mean and and yeah it it takes time like you know you get a puppy you know you tell it to sit it's not gonna sit Mm -hmm. it's like all right i said sit you know but then after a while it starts you become the master and it starts complying Mm -hmm. it's like the same thing with your mind at first like you're not going to want to, your thoughts are just going to be like, ha, 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 yeah, fuck you. And it's just going to keep going off, you know? And then you you're not? just like, but I but I said shut the fuck yeah. up. And it's just going. But, you know, it, with with like the the practice and, and like the discipline, you know, you actually start to get that control where it's just like, all right, now in this moment right now, we're, I'm just going to like find a single thought and I'm just going to focus on that one thought, you know? And then anytime your mind kind of like drifts off somewhere, else, so you bring yourself back to that thought. Mm -hmm. and it kind of uh, helps you practice like taking that control of your mind and your thoughts and kind of like calming everything down and letting things settle so that way you aren't laying in bed or being woken up by a song you heard in the morning that's like stuck in your head you know what i'm saying but you're just like you can have like a a a, a peaceful uh sleep and mind you there's there's different like things to do to help you like different sounds even though we're talking about not listening to anything but um like different like meditation sounds and like a uh Binaural, I believe that's how I say it, like beats and stuff that kind of send different like, um, just kind of like the singing bow, which is like with music, sound waves, mm-hmm. like all that kind of like trigger different uh, things in our brain and stuff like that. Um, that help kind of like calm the mind, settle. And then after doing it like that, then eventually you won't need any of those sounds soon. Mm-hmm. Silence, you're for the first, well, for the first week and change that I meditate because I haven't even been meditating for a long time honestly. I preached it so much and then after like a whole situation that went down I realized like yo I need to like figure out myself. Like I need to get to know like what the hell is going on with myself. So I need to sit with myself. So I started meditating and I just listened to like there's a Sanctuation app which is like really good. It's not sponsored. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is really good but I, like I'll, I'll listen to that and it'll just like help me just kind of like reach, like, a single thought and continue to pay attention to And after that, like, I realized, like, I can just put myself in a place where I'll sit down and I'll just, like, find anything from, like, my breath to my heartbeat, you know? Because when you actually sit yourself for long enough, like, you can, like, hear your heartbeat. Like, you can mm-hmm, feel really, it. Y- y- you know? And it's just, like, you focus on that stuff. So now you have, like, a focus. And it's just like anything. Like, if you don't have a focal point, like, a focus point, like, you're just, you're everywhere. But yeah, if you yeah. even, like, in, in dance, you know, when people are spinning they always have let's say i'm gonna look i'm always gonna come back to that point and Mm -hmm. it keeps them Mm balanced like it's so funny because that kind of like it's a realization i'm coming through now but that happens with good conversations (laughs) Um, i realize now it's just like it's it's like that in like everything in life like you have to have like a focus focus, you know something that kind of would balance you out when things are kind of like getting a little scattered you know
1: there has to be some constant yeah for sure maybe like a goal or something that you have that you can always like go back to after like okay today's been really like long and I have so much shit to do but like here's this one thought or this one thing that I want that I can always think about to help like motivate me you know
0: alright so pretty much we've we've gone ahead we talked about like the conscious relationship with yourself now it's like how do you even begin to have a conscious relationship with somebody because it's like once you've my thing is that you should have not only sat down and thought about and figured the conscious relationship out with yourself before engaging into that and it's like i think people do it backwards Mm -hmm. like you know like they're looking for themselves through somebody Mm -hmm. else and Mm -hmm. that is super dangerous just because like once you hand over that power and you hand over the ability for somebody to make you like feel like you're complete then it's like
1: it's yeah somebody they holds have all the you, cards yeah in yeah. the palm of their hands which is like obviously like not what you want to do
0: yeah but it's, it's very like talking from me me personally it's very hard to know like i think consciously i've done a very good job of like figuring out myself because I've, I've been by myself for a while so i haven't had any dist- distractions on like i want to do this you know whenever it's something that i want to do i want to do it nobody's telling me oh hey babe like you know maybe we should do like you know it's me and I, I, Brittany can attest to this. Whenever it's something that I want to do, even if somebody <laughs> else is saying like, "Hey, can you can you help me?" Like, you know, like if it's, if I have something that I want to do, uh, that's getting done. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't have that. It's a lot. Of, it's very easy for a lot of people to be swayed. You know, really? like, very easy for somebody to be like, "Oh, but babe, you know, you know," da da da, and then you just automatically do it. Yeah. Like, you know, I know that I won't do that in
2: a relationship. But you see, that's that's, and this is the thing. It's not like a bad thing, but that's like super surface level. Yeah. Like that, that's like a surface level awareness because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can, you, being alone for a long time and getting to know yourself is completely different than being in relation with someone and getting to know yourself. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, because, for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like I was before my recent relationship, I was alone for a long time and I'm like. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm thriving. You think you're good and then you get into healed. a relationship. And then you get into a relationship and, you know, rose-colored glasses are on. You know, you're you're basing the relationship off of a surface-level compatibility. I like this. You like that. I don't like this. You know, it's just like we share similar likes and dislikes. I don't do you that. You know? Um, and, um, and then it gets deeper. And then mm-hmm. once those come off, that's when things happen someone's triggered off of something you said, you know what I'm saying? That's when the daddy issues, mommy issues, like all that st- stuff come up, you know, and and a conscious relationship, something that I've um, been learning is kind of, like I was saying, you know, the, the whole point of thing out really, you know, con- being a conscious relationship is when, when you're triggered in that relationship, you know, and and something is affecting you is to the same space you would hold for your own healing and um the the this the way you would honor yourself for feeling the way you feel is to put that toward the other person as well so it's like if someone is triggered and and i get it like you know maybe they um they've dealt with infidelity or they've um were never loved the way they feel like they needed love you know what i'm saying and they come across a, and they're in a relationship something like triggers them it's like it's easier to say the way they react to either be like toxic or like oh no like I can't I can't do this like it's just not gonna work, you know. Um, but that's like an easy way out. That's not having like a conscious relationship. It's just like it's understanding that when you come into a relationship with someone, we all have our own wounds. We all have our own traumas. We all have different upbringings will ultimately, you know, affect the way we engage, the way we love and the way we react to certain situations. So uh, uh, to me, at least, I'm learning that having a conscious relationship with someone else is pretty much very similar to having the same conscious relationship with yourself. And though it does happen kind of like what you're saying, where it's like people... It's, like, opposite, like, you get into the relationship, you come to the realization that it's just, like, oh, like, I need to have this conscious relationship with myself, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, for other people, you know, they learn that on their own before jumping into a relationship, but obviously everybody's different. But I, I actually was writing this whole this whole thing about it um, in terms of, uh, like, I was reading this post and it talks about where there's friction, there's growth, you know, um... You know Disney and all these movies make us believe like all relationships, like it's gonna be perfect, and you aren't gonna Prince fight. Chang. And mm. and if you fight, then it's toxic. And we throw around the word toxic so easy, and it's just like, not everything is toxic. You know, because you have an insecurity and you're jealous. You that doesn't make you toxic. Now it could become toxic. You know what I'm saying? If you are aware of that, you don't want to do the work, and you just want to find reasoning to continue to act that way, then yeah, it can become toxic. But in itself, by having having those wounds and traumas and reacting the way you do to certain situations, that in itself doesn't, doesn't make you toxic. But TV makes it seem like a perfect relationship is just going to be like nothing's ever going to go wrong. And it's just like if nothing's ever, if there's no, nothing that's ever going to cause a little friction, then where are you actually growing? What what, what 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 awareness what awareness is what things you become aware of within yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you healing? Like, what are you growing through? Instead of going through, I like to say growing through. Um, because, like, what's challenging you? Because then you're just like a stalemate situation. And it's just like... And it like, you know, I guess like for some people, like, maybe it works if you're living on the surface. But I feel like as we are collectively uh growing on a conscience level that things are different now where people are becoming like super conscious and mm-hmm. and people are realizing like they 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 want to they want to grow in levels and in ways that people in their family have never never grown because we're becoming aware of like we're actually becoming aware of our traumas and all this stuff that's super super fucking important to like everything in our life. Conscious relationships romantically, conscious relationships with our friends, you know what I'm saying? How to ha- how to set boundaries, how to ha- have safe conversations, how to hold space for those people's healings instead of pushing people away because, you know, they they have these wounds and these triggers. You know what I'm saying? But let's let's learn to understand, let's learn to hold space, let's learn to honor our person or our people for where they at and what they're going through, because then that's that's where growth comes from, the friction, mm-hmm. rather than it just always being like, oh, we're just always bumping heads, because you can't force your person to do the work. Mm-hmm. You could do the work for yourself, and uh, you know maybe that would inspire them to um, do the work, because now you're holding space, you're not attacking them, you're not feeling attacked, so now you're honoring where they're at, and that kind of gives them comfort to feel like, okay more more open to growing rather than always feeling attacked and then feeling like this is exactly the way that this is why I'm that way you know what i'm saying
0: i get okay so i get everything that you just said i totally agree with m- most of it parts where i don't agree is that i feel like it can be very easy to like use what you said and then like validate shit that shouldn't be validated mm-hmm. so if, for example like I do believe that you should hold space for somebody's traumas and give them space to heal and all, that thing and all that stuff. But at the same time, that is not your responsibility to then take on that trauma. You know? Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you've, you've gone through that and you've been through this, but at the same time, it's not... If, if you haven't dealt with that and now, you, now we're in this together, I shouldn't be responsible for your crap. You know? Like, I'm giving you space to figure it out. I'm giving you space to do that. But at that same time you don't get to dump on me and treat me like shit because you've been through whatever, you know? So I just, I just feel like, yeah, you can, you can consciously be like, oh yeah, I want to be with this person and you guys figure out that you guys have gone through shit, but at the same time, it's like, you need to, that's why I think it's so important to like, try to figure that out and try to like dig that up by yourself because you're right, you won't know it until it happens and you're in it. Mm-hmm. But then once you're in it and that stuff is coming up, it's coming up on the other person. Yeah, who who doesn't deserve it? You mm-hmm. know, like if that person has done the work to get to where they are, they shouldn't have to be brought down just because you haven't done mm-hmm. that work.
2: And that, and I feel like that's where the boundaries come in, you know, and that and and that will to like what what are you? Every relationship's different. Like, what are you willing to go through, and how much of it you're willing to go through? You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, you know, sometimes it just it's just like all right, like like I'm holding the space for your thing, but it's just like it's kind of like depleting me of my energy and it's kind of like draining yeah. me so it's just like like i love the hell out of you but i have to remove myself from the situation because maybe what you need is to not have another person to pour things on so you can actually like really really go through it. that's why and that like i said like the, the boundaries are important because it's not because you could like you said you could easily take what i said and be like all right well i'm just gonna stay in this like this shitty relationship exactly, yeah you know, even though I'm, like, up here mm-hmm. and this person's kind of, like, making their way to where I am. Because
0: you, like, quote, unquote, love them. Yeah, because you, know? so because you love them, there. you know what I'm saying? But yeah.
2: at the end of the day, um, the boundaries come from, like, your amount of... It uh, comes from, like, the conscious relationship with you have with yourself mm-hmm. and, like, that self-love. Because when you have a strong conscious relationship and you're filled with self-love, then you know, like how to properly navigate through those situations, you know, while, while honoring where they at and not, and not, not hating them and not like invalidating what they feeling, you know what I'm saying? Or making them feel bad for what they feel, but being able to like remove yourself in in a graceful way while still honoring where they at, because boundaries are like hella important when there's no boundaries, things like that happen where you stay in a relationship because you love someone, but yet like, there's just constant things that, that they aren't going through or if they are doing the work you know it's just taking more time and it's kind of just still like affecting you because it's kind of like when you it's like there's this book called Master Your Love by Don Miguel Ruiz highly recommended and they talk about an ex- the, the constant exchange in relationships in terms of like um you know there's a lot of relationships where there there's always a power trip like one person has to feel higher than the other person mm-hmm. to where it's just like I can be having a good day my partner could be having a bad day and I come home and that person's already having a bad day so they're easily triggered so now they want to pour what they feeling onto me so then it becomes this unfair and uneven exchange to where now they're, now they're draining of your energy because they're coming at you or they're like yelling at you for something and it's bringing you down but they're releasing it you're picking it up so then it becomes this point to where like now they feel good <laughs> and now you're like you, now you feel like shit. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, it's, it's, it's not fair. And that's, you know, where the boundaries aren't, you know, that line isn't drawn to where it's just like, all right, like, we got to, like, make sure, like, you deal with yourself. But at the same time, I am aware of how much of that I'm going to pick up because I can't be just, like, a dump for your negative emotions. Mm-hmm. So then you can, like, throw it on me and then, like, I can feel good about mm-hmm. it. I mean, we see that happen in a lot of situations in our life, you know, where it's like, it, even in friends, you know, like you could be feeling good and someone can be like having like a bad day and then they just like, you know, without asking if you have space to engage in said conversations, you know, they just want to vent and do all their junk on you. And then they're just like, oh, I feel good. And then mind you in your head, just, just like, oh my, oh God, my God. Like, I, I feel like. I feel so drained and they're like oh but I oh, I'm so happy we had this conversation and you're just like yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. I just, I'm gonna I just go learned. smudge myself yeah. because like I got all your shit on me you yeah.
0: know? No, I'm gonna clean myself know <laughs> I just I've just learned that like in a like any type of relationship I can be like very giving and that, that giving doesn't have like a like an amount so then I've learned that people can take that and takers don't also have an amount. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to keep giving, people are going to keep taking. So I've learned that like you need to like reserve that energy. But, fucking Brittany, what do you think? You've it's been just, a while it's, well, it's just hard <laughs>
1: sometimes when you're in a relationship to draw that boundary because that person might take that offensively. You know what I mean? Like they might not understand where it's coming from in the position to be like, okay, well, you had a bad day. And it's not that I don't want to hear about it, but I don't want to get into a bad mood. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like how you're saying to be able to exit conversations gracefully or situations gracefully. I'm like, that's the difficult part. Because a lot of people will take offense to you mm-hmm. not wanting to hear about what happened or not being able yeah. to be in that headspace to help them work through whatever they're going through. You know, like just like... How we were talking about um, the relationship thing where like, okay, this person has like situations that they haven't handled and now we have to handle it together. It's like, how do you gracefully draw that boundary, you know, of being like, I want to help you, but I cannot get dragged down in the process. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you say that to someone, especially when you're in a relationship?
2: because I think it's one of those things where it's just like, I want to help you, but like you have to be doing most, you have to be helping yourself Mm. most of the time. So it's just like, like 80, 20, you know, Mm. like you got to give yourself 80% of the effort in helping yourself. And then I can assist like 20%. Don't, don't feel like, like, yeah, don't rely on me to help you or to make you feel good or feel better. Because if I wasn't here, then how would you help yourself through the situation?
1: Yeah, for sure. Because at the end of the day, people need to acknowledge that whether you're in a relationship or out of a relationship your happiness is your responsibility it's not your partner's responsibility it's not your mom's responsibility it's not your friend's responsibility that's all you you know and so it can get cloudy in a relationship thinking that, like, oh, well, I'm upset, so like, you need to, like, make me feel better. It's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 you need to make yourself feel better. Like, that self-soothing, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I can't be a pacifier to you every single day.
2: Exactly, and, and that pressure, people don't realize that pressure is, like, heavy, you know? Yeah. Giving your partner feel, like... All right, like I, you have to make me feel happy, or you have to like comfort me when I'm. She's like, no, those things are nice, like yeah, and those those are plus. It's like a plus, like that person could comfort you, but you shouldn't completely rely on that because that's when the problems come up because you're 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 now in a codependent relationship, mm-hmm. you know, where you're completely depending on this person, and this is in everything and in, in life. Like we're talking about earlier, like we're just reaching outside of ourselves for mm. all these things rather than just like. You know, we get into a relationship and almost forget about self love, or yeah. you know, uh, uh, forget about personal development because now it's just like, oh, it's just us. So it's just like we, just we, we we, 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 and yeah. it's just like no, there's still I. You mm-hmm. know, there's still like you. Like that's that's important because a relationship can't truly grow if like oh we're just gonna like grow with these aspects that include us and just like abandon these other things that um, affect us as just like a person, you know? It's just like, no, you need to grow as an individual. And ultimately when you're growing as an individual, like the relationship in itself will just flourish because it's just, like they say, you know, uh, what's within is without. So if, and that goes on like, that's why if one person's doing the work and another person's not doing the work, that's where it could come a little difficult because it's like, yo, I'm doing all the work and I'm like, I'm growing through my shit and I'm really like being real with myself as much as it hurts. And you're, like, finding excuses onto why it's not a bad thing that you are the way you are. You know what I'm saying? When
0: It is. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think the main issue is is that, like, in media and all that stuff, like, you're the unhealthy, like, relationships are glamorized. So, like, in in terms of, like, in terms of, like, music, I need me a ride or die. Like, you know, like, the concept of a ride or die is somebody who's going to be there for you no matter what. And it's, like, that sounds great until you're in it like you know like mm-hmm. why like why should I have to be with you until if, you
1: got a guy in jail and yeah. like you're supposed to stay
0: with me or like he, he, he like kills somebody he's asking you to like help that body you know like if you he's if you really if, if you really think about it that shit's stupid and like people dead ass think that, that that's what they need what they need I need me a ride or die it's like Bro, like, if you want somebody who's going to be a yes man, who's going to do whatever you want, then why would you... I To me, that's not what I want in a partner. Yeah. I don't want somebody who's going to be like, yeah, babe, yeah, always, yeah, you're doing great, you're doing great. Like, so and people just... People are super afraid to disagree. And, it's, and mm-hmm. like, I, I know that just because I'm the one who disagrees with people all the time. So, mm-hmm. like, whenever I, like... Like, just, like, this conversation... Like say you were somebody who didn't like to like disagree, I would see it on your face, you know, Mm -hmm. like because people have put themselves out there, and whenever somebody puts themselves out there, like in terms of their thoughts, emotions, feelings, and you say, "Hey, I did, I disagree," it hurts, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't hurt. It should be okay. Well, what what about what I said? Did you You just seek understanding? Yes, exactly. And people just are afraid to like do that. Even in like class, people are like, "I've had." We were having a discussion about like abortion or something like that. And the girl in front of me, you know, said something, something really touching or whatever. And I said, I raised my hand and said, I disagree with you. And she turned around and got really teary eyed and like started crying and stuff. And I'm like, that doesn't do anything for me. Like, you know, just because you're trying to pull on your emotion now, you're trying to pull on the emotion strings and you want me to like bend to your will because you're being emotional. That isn't that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Like people are allowed to. To disagree, even if it, even if you are crying, okay, you shared something really emotional, really touching, and I understand that. But I still believe that people have a choice. Mm-hmm. That is not going to change where where my where my mind's at. Oh well, you know, my I'm, my cousin brother wouldn't be here if it wasn't. And it's like, okay, and if he wasn't here, I think that's the other issue is that people take their presence so like seriously. If you weren't here, you wouldn't know that you weren't here. Exactly. <laughs> like that's the bottom line, you know. So like. People just people just take their like their presence on earth. Like I said, the star of the show thing. Because you're the star. If you're not here, there's no star. But like to me, I don't I don't feel that way. If I wasn't here, I wouldn't know I wasn't here, and there wouldn't be anything to talk about because I wouldn't be here. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, that was just a side a, rant. Yeah. Yeah, that side <laughs> rant
2: was about to get me onto like a whole nother. I,
0: like,
2: I was like, we're not going to talk about that live. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> so um, I wanted to bring up. Um, another like point where I feel like people ignore self-love and self-development because I feel like this happens and no one ever talks about it but um, when people have kids they start to forget who they are and forget what they like and forget that like okay yes you're a mom or you're a dad and you're a parent but you're also an individual outside of that relationship like your life now doesn't only mean that you're a parent you know like you're still a person after that because like you see all these parents they have kids and then they don't work on themselves at all like they don't take care of themselves they don't work on like what's happening mentally and that's why I think a lot of um, marriages fall apart after they have kids because you're so focused on taking care of the kid that you forget self-love for yourself and you forget to love, love the other person and, mm-hmm. like, focus on, like, okay, what's wrong in my relationship? How can I fix that? What's wrong in my head? How can I fix that? Because you're like, oh, my God, I got to get cereal. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. and I think it's important, too, because I feel like that's, it's those situations that pass on, like, the, the um, subconscious, like, neglect and, like, traumas because you aren't, you're so focused on, like, just being a parent. Yeah. You know, and obviously, like, if you're so wrapped up on being a parent, like, you aren't gonna be raising your child on how to be a parent. hmm You know, you just gotta raise them on how to be, like, a rightful human being and, in, in tech, like, you kinda gotta bring yourself. That's why it's funny, because that, that conscious relationship with, like, self, it's just, like, so important for, like, every relationship you have to as flourish. a parent. Yeah, yeah, you know, because, you know, if you have a conscious relationship with yourself, you know, like, alright, I'm a parent, but I need to be an example. Yeah. You know, so it's not just like, hey, like, do this or like, don't do that, but I need to like live these things because we're, as children, we're, we're like sponges. We copy what we see. You know, yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, just think about like how these kids are now with all this like shitty music, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like God. But I think it's, I, I honestly think like that conscious relationship with stuff is important. Expect, expect even more important when you have children because it's easy to say, I just got to focus on being a parent and not work on myself. But it's like in everything in life, you have to kind of like, I feel like you got to have this balance. balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so everything kind of flows.
0: Because I mean, there is other parents who, who are like, okay, I had a kid and it doesn't matter. I got money. So here's a nanny. I'm still going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. You know, so it's no, just...
1: No, that's not what I mean though. I
0: know, I know, no. But what I'm saying is that like, at the same time, once you have a kid, don't get it twisted. I do think that like your life does need to shift focus from this is my life to I brought something into this life. Mm -hmm. Because that, 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 like just like you guys said, it it is a balance, but your shift, your focus does need to shift. It's no longer just about you.
1: Yeah, but it can't just be completely about the kid.
0: Yeah, I know. I get that. But at the the same time, I'm like, the kid, it has to be here.
1: Yeah, no, I understand. I think, of course, you're you know your view has to shift to be like okay i'm a parent now but that's not all you are that's not your identity yeah for sure
0: but i think that like say say you were trying to become whatever it is that you were trying to become and you had you ended up having a kid nobody's saying that you can't become that any any longer but what i'm saying is you added another variable Mm -hmm. that is now going to split your time yeah so, For sure, split
1: the time, but yeah. I think people get so wrapped up in being a parent that like they don't have any hobbies, they don't have any interests, like they don't have their their own schedule with like themselves, you know what I mean? They don't have like time to like reflect on like how am I feeling throughout this journey cuz like even though like you brought a life into the world and you need to take care of it, you need like you're going to feel a certain way about it, you know? And those feelings are very important. So you need to like take a step back sometimes and be like how do I feel about Parenting how do I feel about like what I've done? You know what I mean? Because if you don't have like a good like Mindset on like you and the kid and everything then like how are you gonna raise a good kid?
0: No, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I get that but at the same time. I just I just think that like a lot of all of that is secondary to your kid mm-hmm. That's what I think. I think that, like, yeah, you're right. You all like y- y- at that point when you're getting ready to bring a child into the world, you should have a conscious relationship with yourself
1: before you do. Before that. Before you do that, because but that's why people should just have to get pregnant.
0: Once you do, all every all your feelings and shit become secondary.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, and that's why like you got to be very. Um, particular around when you have a kid mm-hmm. you know because like you, I don't think that you should just have a kid just because like okay I'm pregnant I guess I have to have the kid do you know what I mean like are you mentally prepared are you financially prepared to take care of that kid because like obviously that is going to be like a lot of your time you know and if you're not ready to do that then it's going to show with raising that kid
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's going to bite you in the ass going to bite that kid in the ass everyone you know so it's like
2: it's almost like a lose lose situation, exactly. you know. But it's it, it's just crazy just thinking about it like in that sense because like if you just think about like, um, if you like to focus on just being a parent, like just think about how that affects your child when you feel like you're lacking, mm-hmm. you know, like or are you're living up to whomever's expectations are of what it means to be a parent, mm-hmm. you know? Then that kind of like rubs off. Like on a, on a child, which I, that's why I think it's so important. I, I love that we're having this conversation because I'm sure in other places, you know, in other rooms, conversations being held as well. Like that conscious, that's like literally more than anything. That's what I represent and embody so heavily. Like, you know, the brand I'm creating represents so heavily. It's just like that, you know conscious relationship with self that self-awareness you know i'm saying and how important that is for everything Mm -hmm. to just flow you know because too often we're just like trying to like move through things instead of just letting things like move through us you know like kind of like like a boulder in a stream you know just the water doesn't stop at the boulder and just like uh like are you gonna move like no it just makes its way it just flows around it you know and that goes to, like, the whole, like, power of, like, just being still and just kind of letting things, like, flow through you instead of trying to, like, have so much control, like, over things. But, um, I don't know, I just think that's, the whole parent thing is just, like, a whole interesting, because it, it could be pulled in so many different directions depending yeah. on how one person was raised or what their expectations are what it means mm-hmm. to be a parent to them Yeah. some people find like all right like here's the money and like you got a nanny and like i'm just going to continue like doing, doing what thing, i'm doing because yeah. don't worry it's going to pay off at the end for you you yeah. know what i'm saying so now there's like this lack of emotional connection with like your child because there's just mm-hmm. this there's just this like physical like all right like here's that here's that and like don't worry we're going to be good one day and then like you'll get it and it's just like
1: yeah the whole parenting thing <laughs> is so daunting because like you can mess a kid up just like creating trauma when you don't even realize mm-hmm. like you know you think you're being a good parent but then there's like these things that the kid is noticing that you don't think that they notice but they notice everything mm-hmm. and then that that's maybe creating trauma for them if you have like a shitty relationship with whoever like you're bringing around your kid or you know you don't have self-love so then they ultimately don't have self-love because they see you behaving that way, mm-hmm. you know? So, parenting is a very, very scary thing and I can't believe so many people do it. <laughs> I'm so scared to have a kid because I'm yeah. like, I, I,
2: I used to, th- I used to think I was uh, like, m- like, just ready in my own being and the more conscious I become, I'm just like, damn, you got a lot of shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you got like a lot Same. of shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of shit. And that's <laughs> I'm not, not even like, to mention <laughs> like,
0: the emotional aspect, in terms of like you brought this child into the world, and the amount of like love that you're gonna feel for that person, like I can't even fathom, you know, like because yeah. we are just talking about it, but like to actually do it and to see your physical embodiment of yourself in mm-hmm. front of you, like I can't imagine, and yeah. that's why that's why parents are always like, that's the part that changes you, that's the part where they get lost because like you love that thing so much, you know, so it's it, might, it must be pretty easy to get lost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that
1: that thing is you. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of what makes people love them so much. So it's like if you don't love yourself and you bring a kid into the world, good luck loving that kid. Mm-hmm. You know, because that is you. That yeah. is a, something that came out of you, mm-hmm. especially like as a mom. You know,
2: and that's why that that book, Master Your Love by Domiga Rose, like I really highly recommend people read it because it talks about that as well. talk. There's an example he gives. It's just like, you know, you have a child, three year old, right, and and you kind of like. Have like a tough day at work or maybe didn't even have a tough day at work and you had stuff on the bed and the child just like playing through your laptop and like all your important documents and you're like pissed and you're just like no and you yell at the child and you like spank them but to the child it's just like i like you just i wasn't doing anything wrong and you mm-hmm. just like you just hit me it's so the then
1: perspective yeah you know what i'm so saying yeah, yeah
2: yeah you know what i'm saying so they're sitting here like what like I'm just like here having fun and then and and there then you just come and like hit them and then they're just like
1: and they can remember that too. exactly and, and, those, are things, and those are little things and those are yeah
2: those are like little things that like yes happen that kind of like it's, it's almost like they start as like paper cuts and then and as they get older it's just like That's wounds so get deeper like deeper deeper yeah. then the next thing you know here we are as adults and we're just like fuck damn like some you know like that hurt, like I, like, I still got this, like, wound here, but mm-hmm. also, like, a, and, and a thing that I, uh, like, a metaphor I used in a poem was, uh, like, the alcohol to a wound, you know, just, like, the pain before the healing, you know, and I feel like a lot of people now, or I could mainly speak for myself, like, that's kind of, like, where I'm going through, where there's, like, a lot of alcohol being poured on my wounds, one, reminding me that they're too, there too, but then I'm also, like, thinking of it in that sense, just, like, all right, like, when you put the alcohol, it hurts, but it heals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people don't even want to go... Some people don't want to feel things again Yeah. to heal it, so they just rather, like, avoid it. But it's just, like, eventually, at some point, at some time, it's going to come up, and it's going to come up again. Hell, yeah. And it's going to come up again. <laughs> and then like eventually, like, the you... Like, yeah. yeah, like, eventually, like, you're either just going to learn it to, like, just deal with it and just... Make, like, you know, feel like, oh, well, that's just, like, my life. It's always been that way. Or, like, you're finally going to be, like, all right. Like, let's fix this. Because there's, like, there's no way that like this shit should still be hurting me so much you yeah. know what I'm saying and, and you do
1: not want to be doing that when you are 65 and trying yeah, to chill yeah. I'm like let me do it now yeah. it's like energy- I,
2: I'm, a, I'm a retire but uh, yeah I retired from the outside world but I'm still like heavily <laughs> still like yeah. clocked in inside myself God, like man. I need like a, a inner retirement yeah. you know and an outer <laughs> retirement so we just like yo now I'm like I'm zen the fuck out. I'm thriving. And I'm like, even in my head, I'm always on a beach in in paradise. (laughs)
0: And we're, we're talking about it like in the whole parenting thing. It's like you need to fix your wounds because I think that the same thing is that like say your parents did something to you and you didn't realize it. And then they you do that to your 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 kid, your child, you know, you're inflicting that same wound so that that wound is just being passed down. And it's in the same spot, you know, so instead of somebody taking the time to, like, heal it and be like, okay, well, we're not going to do this part anymore, you know, they just kept passing, passing it down. And then it just literally shows that, like, your, your family, your generation, your Mm -hmm. whole entire bloodline is going through the same shit. Yeah. It's like, why not? That's why. Yeah. You need to take what you like from your parents and don't pass on the shit that you don't like. Mm -hmm. And that's hard because you need to realize what that is. And you can't just you can't just be like, Oh, well, my parents are great or my parents are shit. Nobody's parents are all all bad. Nobody's parents are all good. good.
2: We all have our shit. Yeah. And I think it's you know, to it's probably like a little off talk, but even to get deeper on that, it's just like that's why I don't believe in when anyone's just like, Oh yeah, you know, it's a uh, it's it, it's what how they say it, like with just like disease and oh, it's like genetics. Like it's it's oh. like I'm just like it's more of a mental thing than it is like something you try to like see from like a logical sense because you only believe it's like oh it's two generations like everyone in the family has it but that's because everyone keeps believing it. It's like the power of belief. You know I listen to a lot of uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza like if y'all don't like that man literally bridges the gap between science and spirituality perfectly. But it's like that, that, that belief where it's just like you continue to believe that Oh, everyone in my family has diabetes, so I'm bound to have it too. So you're already telling your telling yourself like I I I have this. I'm gonna get this. So the universe will deliver that to you. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you manifest because there's like a a strong belief. Like you don't even doubt it because it's just like yo, it's in the, it's in the family. Like it's in the, like everyone like has you're ready it. For it. Yeah. So you're just like ready for it. So you're already creating like this sickness within you that isn't really like you know like with you like they say like there isn't like an actual like a cancer like cell or cancer like the doctor Joe Dispenza talks on about that where it's just like you know like it's like it's created through like you know like all like that power of belief or you know like stress and then there's like all these other things that kind of like influence it but it's like the same thing with like traumas you know it's like it's we believe like all right our parents believe that they're acting this way because whatever reason and then they kind of just like push that belief onto us through their actions rather than just like oh yeah you know like they're not telling us to hey like don't like doubt this or doubt that but you just kind of just learn from just watching them and and observing them and then that's why those things can that pattern continues to happen that's why the conversation around generational trauma is important mm-hmm. because we're just like recycling our traumas and passing them on to the next person, and mm-hmm. the next shots, and the next shot. It's like at some point, someone's got to put a stop to it and just be like, "All right, pause. I'm gonna heal this shit." Because like they say, when you heal you, you heal your family, yeah. you heal your friends, you know, you heal the people around you. So I think oh, that's yeah. it's that's why it's important. That's why I've it's so important to me because not to like shit on my family, but like I'm the only one like doing this kind of work. So. It's It pushes me to realize, like, dang, like, I know at some point in time, I will be able to be an example that they can look at and be like, wow. And then they can, like, start, you know, channeling their energy inward and, like, doing that work from themselves. Yeah. Rather than just, like, trying to, like, hello, like, wake up, you know, you should be doing this. Like, you should be meditating or, like, you should be, like, being more conscious about your decisions. You should be, like, focused on your environment and your influences. People are going to do what the fuck they want. Yeah. Period. Like. Period. And some people
1: never get to that point to where they're, like, addressing the trauma or addressing, like, their self-consciousness, you know? Like, a lot of people die how they were born, how they were bred, you know? It's sad.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, so I think that we hit that topic all the way up and down and around. Uh, yeah. Closing, <laughs> Closing comments. I just think that the message should be that, like, if this is your first time hearing about like having a conscious awareness, like use this as like a starting point and start listening to like the thoughts that you have in your head and start trying to like decode it because that's important and that's the only way you're gonna grow. What do you guys think?
1: I think yeah, the same thing. I think a lot of people don't ever have introspection and like you said, they're always busy with like other things that are going on in their life when like there's so much like, within you that you got to focus on. And I know that all of us struggle with it, Um, but I think that it's something that people need to be, like, more conversations need to happen about it because a lot of people aren't aware that, like, this is even a thing, you know, Mm -hmm. as you said. So I'm glad that we're having the conversation. I hope that you guys learn something because I definitely feel like I need to go meditate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Mike?
2: Uh, I agree, and I would definitely say if you've, made it to this point in the podcast uh, or you were even drawn to uh, tuning in to this episode that you're already on the path to becoming more conscious uh, with yourself because you were drawn to it you're learning something like I said we're all students to life to this conversation so just kinda take what resonates leave the rest and like um, just keep working on yourself because that's the only person you gotta deal with for the rest of your
1: life seriously <laughs> Alright guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of R podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the official underscore R M B, and you can find me on Instagram at B-R-V-T-T.
0: And I am Rob Bates, R-O-B-B-A-T-E-S-S. Mike. And I am a uh, Trypnosis
2: to God on I G. That is T-R-I-P-N-O-S-I-S
0: T-H-E-G-O-D. Bye. Bye y'all.